Wednesday, October 25, Toby and TJ back with you. Oh, man, we got a lot of ground to cover here, Teach. I want to get uh, to quite a few things here. we got Brian Haney coming up next segment. Thunder season opener tonight, as well as your Mavericks. You guys get San Antonio on the road. Thunder in Chicago tonight to face former head coach Billy Donovan. The Vegas over-under, TJ, I think has the Thunder at like 45 wins. You said like 54 yesterday for them? Gracious. I hope you're right. Eager to see them tonight. Looking forward to the season opener. Eager to see what Chet Holmgren adds to this team. You know, I'm not going to judge that entirely on one game, but still looking forward to seeing. And it would be a nice road win if they could get it to open the season. Home opener Sunday afternoon. In Paycom, I have, TJ, the odds to win the NBA championship this year. The Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, your co-favorites, at plus 400. The defending champion Nuggets come next at plus 550, followed by the Suns, then the Lakers, then the Warriors, the Mavs plus 2,500, and the Thunder plus 8,000. How are uh, Luca's legs looking? Uh, they'll go in and out on him throughout the season, but uh, we'll see. Um, Has he trimmed them down at all, or is he, he still heavy-legged? No, he trimmed down in the off season. so we'll see how that works out for him. Like He has lost a lot of weight, muscled up a little bit. Uh, Good. His legs are thinner, so Good. we'll see. Good. Speaking of basketball, uh, did you happen to see that young, intrepid beat reporter George Stoya was talking some noise on the Twitter machine yesterday about his basketball abilities? Oh, really? Let me see if I can uh, if I can find it for you here. Uh, yes, young, intrepid beat reporter George Stoya. Okay, so uh, his co-worker over there that goes by Ed tweeted, George Stoya says he could beat half of the OU basketball team in a three-point contest. They got they had OU basketball Okay, media so I yesterday. saw that tweet yesterday and just glanced past it, and I completely read that and kept going as, 
Stoya said half the team could compete in a three-point contest. No. So I was, he says he could beat. Should read, or should read closer. It, it was accompanied by a sh- him taking a three-point shot at uh, the LNC yesterday before media day. Huh. To which I replied with a thinking emoji, Hey, Kevin Henry, sounds like there's a new hotshot kid on the beat that might need us to take him down a notch. Right. To which young, intrepid beat reporter George Stoya replied, bring it on. Huh. I could smoke all of you and the team in a free throw shooting contest, so I'm not real worried about it. So I don't feel like here's how I feel. I feel like he doesn't automatically get a shot at the champ champs like he's gonna have to work his way through somebody else or maybe a couple of somebody else's to prove that he even deserves a shot you don't just go on twitter and spout off your mouth and automatically get a shot at the champs right so if george would like to perhaps take on oh i don't know john hoover Jenny Carlson. I like George's chances in those two matches. Drake Dyken. Somebody else. Just to see what what we're dealing with here. Then we can determine, all right, he's worth our time. But, uh, you know, we're not a couple of dancing monkeys. We don't just roll out anytime anybody says, hey, I think you can take you down. Right. Anyway, um, young, cocky, new to the beat. I get it to some extent, but still, there is an Any, element of staying Anyone your lane. in the media that has ever stepped to you has been stepped on and stepped over. You've gone right through them. I'll interrupt you when you say something inaccurate. Keep going. I'm just saying. I've always told you. You've got the quickest first step I've ever seen. So, well, not, This isn't even a one-on-one. This is just a flat three-point shooting contest. Yeah. So, I mean, Kevin beat Trey Young when he was here. I mean, forget me for a second. Kevin is still the three-point record holder at the University of New Mexico. Right. Okay? So, I mean, maybe slow your roll a little bit, Stoya. I bet he hangs out with the guys he hangs out with and starts to feel athletically superior. That's definitely part of it. Absolutely. <laughs> OU volleyball. Look at that guy. He gets winded going out to his car to grab something. <laughs> OU volleyball beats Tulsa last night in five sets. Sooner soccer now getting set for the Big 12 tournament, which is this weekend. It will be Bedlam in round one for them. Saturday in Round Rock, Texas. By the way, the NFL has admitted to two blown calls late in the Colts game that absolutely cost them the game on Sunday. I don't know if you saw this against the Browns. You have no reason to probably pay attention to the Colts. I'm sure there was a ALCS game on Sunday. You I was watching ALCS, about. and I was watching Killers of the Flower Moon Sunday. I saw very little NFL on Sunday. Colts have the lead over Cleveland. Great NFL game. High scoring, a lot of fun. Colts have the lead. They're up five. Final drive of the game. Cleveland needs a touchdown to win. And they're down around the 10-yard line, maybe 15-yard line, something like that. 
going in. And there is a uh, sack fumble. They, they hit the quarterback, knock the ball loose, recover the ball, Colts win. Oh, wait a second. Let's check that flag. There is a flag in the end zone for defensive holding. And you go to the film, and it's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's, there's nothing there. I mean, it's just, it's weak, okay? Browns get the ball back. Next play, or maybe the next play, I'm not sure. One of the next couple of plays. Pass into the corner of the end zone. A mile, the guy, He's just getting rid of it, Teach. He's under pressure. He's just dumping it away. It's a mile over the head of anyone. Flag flies pass interference it wasn't one of these well if he wasn't being interfered with he could have caught it first off he's not being interfered with it's a bad call and it's uncatchable same referee first and goal at the one they go three downs from the one yard line can't get in finally on fourth down they score to win the game and uh pat mcafee who obviously is a colts fan said on monday that the uh, referee needs to be investigated because somebody down his family tree obviously had money on the Browns in the game. A bit much. But the NFL has come out and admitted both calls were bad. Colts should have won the game. Pass interference is an offensive play in the NFL. Just throw it up, you're going to get the flag. Well, it hurts, okay? I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that's the life that you live in in the NFL. It's It's an offensive play. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, let me play another uh, audio clip here, and then i got to ask you a question about this. This is young Drake Stoops. Um, Drake talking about the difference between this year's team and last year's team when it comes to winning close games. I'm very happy. Drake, last year you guys were in some close games, didn't end well. This year it seems to be different. Well, what do you think the difference is? Uh, I think um... – as Coach Reynolds always says, failure is like just a great teacher. So last year was a great, great teacher in a lot of games, a lot of close games. We found ourselves on the wrong side of it. And this year, like say uh, Saturday, we found ourselves on the right side of it. And I think it's just learning from, from mistakes and then finishing better in the fourth quarter, having better competitive stamina throughout the game and being able to finish and make plays when they really matter and when they're really needed and being able to complement each other in those crucial moments. Question. I never thought about this until Saturday. Man, I shouldn't say never, but I don't remember thinking about it. Could he play in the NFL? I Will want, he get a shot in the NFL? I think he'll get a shot, yes. I heard someone talking about this the other day, and it made me sit and think about it for a little bit. I, I honestly don't know. I want to say yes, he's just he's tough. He comes up with big plays. I just don't know. I, I think he'll get a chance, and I hope he makes the most Let of that opportunity. I hate to compare every little dude in the slot to Wes Welker, but well, it's, it's a Wes compliment Welker. to Wes. It's, it's, it is a compliment. That's who he, you have he, to compare them all to. He kind of, you know, he's he's the mo- he's the. Why can't he be that? He's actually taller than Wes Welker by an inch. What's the, what's the difference between those two? I, I'm, I'm I'm sure there is one. Somebody out there can correct me, but. He is tough as nails. He, he knows tough. football inside out. Why can't Drake Stoops be somebody's Wes Welker? I think he can be. I think he can be. I'm just wondering if he'll get a legitimate shot. 
and I hope he does. And Don't I think you think he will. his last name helps a little bit? And I, that, not even favoritism, but he deserves it. But does that get him a, a deeper look than somebody else might? I think what he's done on the field should get him a deeper look, yeah. regardless I mean, of fair. his name. That's I, fair. I know. I, I know. Mean, he comes up with big plays, big moments. Like you said, he's a tough football player. He'll go out and do things for your teams other guys Absolutely. don't like to do. And I think that's if the where Cowboys the drafted come. Drake Stoops. Would you be excited? Yeah, I actually would. I, actually I would, would too. Like yeah. if it was the Colts, I'd be like, "That's a great pick, man." Just somebody to do the dirty work. Yes, I think that's who he is, and I think that's where if he gets if he gets the opportunity, that's where he's going to make his money. That he's just going to work his way in, and then people are going to be like, "Dang, look at this kid. He's really tough. We should have known." Well, you should know because he is. So. And to be honest, he's exceeded all my expectations when he came out of North and ended up at OU. I never expected him to be the player that he is. And that's a credit to his hard work and what he does out there um, day in and day out. He's a tough kid. All right, Drake, if you're listening, count T.J. Perry among the non-believers. <laughs> Where did you get that out of all that? I said all the way back to high school. You just I just said have, that. I'm just quoting you. I said I wouldn't have expected this coming out of high school, nor would you have thought that coming out of high school. Oh, I, I thought think. he'd be a, absolutely. I thought no, he'd be no, great. you did it. No, you I, did this it. is exactly. I, I said, know. you know what? I bet he has 120 catches over a thousand career <laughs> yards. I don't think you said that at all. You go back and listen to the tapes, okay? Some are saying here, not fast enough. He's not fast enough. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's true. What's his 40? I have no I, idea. I don't know that. I don't know that answer. I bet it's out there somewhere. Hey, Schmitty, text me. Uh, what's uh, Drake's 40? No, I don't think Schmitty's got my cell phone. That's not going to go anywhere. 816, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're joined live by Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Looking for a great night out while supporting a great cause? The 2023 Deacon. Sooners Jayhawks coming up 11 a.m. Saturday, and we are joined now by a good friend of mine for many years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss seeing him all the time, Brian Haney, play-by-play voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. Brian, good morning, my friend. Hey, good morning, Toby. Certainly getting those feelings as well as we kind of stare down the barrel at some last uh, go-rounds of football and basketball here. It's going to be crazy not getting to see you and all of our friends in Norman. But you know what? We've made some great memories and a friendship that will definitely last the test of time. So hopefully there will be future NCAA tournament crossing of paths. And, and who knows? If Lance Lightfold keeps coaching at Kansas, maybe we'll face you in a bowl game one of these days five, six years down the line. I like that idea. I'm going to do something you've never uh, done before in any of these interviews. I'm not going to ask you a single basketball question, okay? This is going to be a football-only interview. How about that? So uh, I know this is, yeah, get comfortable. Um, do you believe Lance Leipold that it'll be Jason Bean at quarterback on Saturday? I do. I do, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I've been telling Kansas fans for the last three weeks, we got to celebrate this guy and rally around him feel grateful to have him. I mean, you guys saw firsthand last year in Norman. This is better than your typical backup quarterback yeah. and could start for a lot of FBS programs or D1 programs around the country. And so when he had the play, I don't know if you guys watched our bowl game in the Liberty Bowl last year, but 
we lost in three overtimes to Arkansas, and they actually they called a play for him in the third overtime, and he airmailed the pass, and you know completely misses the receiver by five or six feet, and that's game over. And a lot of Kansas fans were crushing him for that on social media. He initially thinks he's going to transfer and leave. Um, and one year left of eligibility, his sixth year, and it would make sense for him to leave because Jalen Daniels had just done something that no FBS quarterback had ever done in a bowl game. Five passing touchdowns, over 500 yards, one rushing touchdown. He had put himself on a trajectory to get all the offseason love and preseason hype that resulted in him being the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year. And if you're Jason Bean, and that's kind of how the season ended, I think nine guys out of ten do transfer in this transfer portal era that we're currently living in. But there was something special about the culture that Lance Leipold was building here that Jason didn't want to say goodbye to. And there was something special inside of that young man that you know, he didn't want that to be the bad taste in the mouths of, of himself, but also fans and how he'd be remembered, his legacy, all that. He elects to come back, and no one would have forecast when he made that decision that seven games in he would have started four of the seven. But that's been the reality. And sadly, as brilliant as Jalen Daniels is, you know, he's, he's had a hard time staying on the field these last three seasons, not just this year. So Jason's been a guy that's been pressed into action on more than just a few occasions. I think the start at Texas was a very unenviable spot because he literally found out it was him 30 minutes before the game. And obviously it showed as we were 0 for 8 on third downs. But he's been very good otherwise and uh, was, was you know, a good game manager in the win over UCF. I thought was brilliant for the better part of three quarters in Stillwater until we lost it late. I mean, he was one passing TD shy of a Todd Reasing school record in that game. So that's more than you asked for with your question. But the point is, he may be our backup, but he's better than most backups. We feel like we've got one of the, the deepest QB rooms, at least two guys deep in the country. And, uh, yeah, I think Kansas fans that, that are frustrated over the Jalen Daniels situation and how much information is there out there about his back, when he's coming back, all that. Hey, forget about all that. Let's focus on how lucky we are to have a guy as good as Jason Bean, and let's support him. And, and it may not be perfect every game, but what quarterback is? And, uh, and, and he is absolutely good enough to lead Kansas to eight or nine wins this season. And so that's what I think we should get behind in case Jalen remains out for another week or two. But I completely agree with you. I think he's a fantastic quarterback and would start many, many, many other places in the Big 12 and, and around the country as well. What kind of atmosphere are we uh, are we in for on Saturday? I think it'll be a really good one. Now, I don't know what the, the rains uh, and the forecast is going to be like. We, we feel like we're building arcs right now in Lawrence these last 24 hours. It's been nothing but rain. But hopefully we, uh, we get a break in that for Saturday because Kansas, as you well know, is one of just five schools in the last couple of years to host both ESPN College Game Day and Fox's Big Moon Kickoff. And they'll have the Fox crew in town with Urban Meyer and Matt Leiner and Mark Ingram and all these guys. And so excited about that. And so it should be a raucous atmosphere on the hill, which uh, for OU fans that have made the trip, that's the south side of the stadium uh, going upward toward Mount Oread and the Campanile on top of Mount Oread. But uh, yeah, that was completely filled up for ESPN College Game Day a year ago. I don't think it'll be quite like that for the Fox Big New Kickoff, but it should be good. And they're, they're closing in on a sellout. I think they'll get there. It's, it's a little surprising they aren't there already. But uh, it should be 47,000 strong, and I know a, a good contingent of Crimson and Cream will have something to do with that. 
but but largely the fans have, have hopped on board with what Lance Blackpool has built these last few years, and it's turned into uh, a pretty special game day atmosphere. It's not imposing like the 80,000 or 100,000 you see in other places like yours, but these fans make some noise. We've given them a lot of reasons to wave the wheat, which is what we do whenever we score. And, uh, yeah, I think it should make for a much different setting than the last time you were here. And we, when it was a tight game heading into the fourth quarter, you'll recall they opened up the gates and they yeah. announced around town, hey, anybody <laughs> who wants to come in, just come in. And, and folks came filing in from all over Lawrence to watch the final 15 minutes only to have their hearts broken. It's not going to be a situation like that. So, so very much has changed in the last two years around here. Yeah, that speaking of Noah's Ark, that was like Noah's Ark, man. They were coming from every direction. You could see them from the press box. There was streams of people from everywhere flocking into the stadium to see Kansas maybe upset Big Bad Oklahoma. That was that was pretty funny. Yep. A lot of talk this week around here about this Kansas offense, the creativity of it, and rightfully so. What about the other side of the ball? What are your opinions on on the Kansas defense? Well, I think they're a lot better than they were this time a year ago. And numbers would show they're 30-plus places better in terms of, of total defense nationally and all that. There's definitely some key pieces in there that, that could start on most teams and, and possibly play at the next level like a Kobe Bryant type. Um, you know, I don't know if Kenny's a, Kenny Logan is an NFL guy, but he's been a great college safety for umpteen years now. It feels like he's going to break all the – defensive back tackle records at Kansas with the extra COVID year. He's been a really steady player for us. You look at Melo Dotson in that secondary as well. Up front on the defensive line, that was where there were a ton of questions. We were replacing all four starters from a year ago, uh, including one who left early to go to the NFL draft. And Austin Booker has been the great addition to really inject uh, some excitement into the pass rush of Kansas. He's a transfer from Minnesota. He's been fabulous. The linebacking core has been a little bit up and down, and we saw them get gashed by Ollie Gordon and OSU a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, that's obviously a place where they'd like to have more consistency. J.B. Brown is a transfer that's, that's helped a ton in that regard. Rich Miller is back as a defensive captain and leader, but they probably need more consistency in the middle. By and large, though, I, I think they've been really solid. And, and some of the yardage and point totals that they gave up at Texas were a product of a hot day in which they were on the field twice as much as their counterparts, and the offense of Kansas couldn't stay on the field again, 0 for 8 on third downs. And so those numbers that day kind of upset the apple cart and spiked the statistics on the overall season. And that's not to say they haven't had other challenging days, but I think by and large they've been pretty good. And, and all you're asking them to be is, is pretty competitive. Get a stop or two each half, and if Kansas' offense at full strength is what we you think it can be, then you can have a chance to win most of your games. I mean, this is an offense that averaged 36 points per game a year ago. We were calling for 40 points per game offensively heading into this season, assuming health for Jalen Daniels, which proved to be a, a bad assumption. But even with Bean back there, it's an offense that, that should score five-plus touchdowns a game and, and have you, you know, in, in just about every shootout. So can the defense be just formidable enough? And in most cases, they have. But, uh, you know, they got gashed early at Stillwater, made some adjustments to, to kind of get the game back under control, and then obviously you know, got beat late. But I, I think it's a defense under Brian Borland that has made the types of progress that we hoped they would make, not spectacular, but certainly very competitive. 
And, uh, you know, that, that for Kansas, again, should equate to an 8-4 and four type season this year, which for us and where we've been the last decade and a half, that would be fabulous. I mean, it would be the best season since Todd Reesing's 2007 team that won the Orange Bowl. So that's, that's what's a little improvement on defense and the offense continuing to, to chug right along means for Kansas football fans. Last question, and then i got a favor to ask, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, you've sure. seen Kansas at their best this year. At this point, you now are well aware of, of Oklahoma. How does Kansas win this football game? What do they well, have to do? Great question. And, and again, uh, you know, hopefully it's a dry day uh, because that turnovers and takeaways could play a huge role if it's not. It still could on a dry day, don't get me wrong, but if it's a slick track and all that, uh, a lot of the creativity things that Kansas likes to do offensively could be bottled up if that was the case. But uh, Jason B needs to come out and have a great game, obviously. I think the big thing with Jason is if he gets in a rhythm and settles in, he can pick anybody apart and he can post huge numbers. I mean, he passed for over 405 TDs in Stillwater. Uh, but it's it's a guy that if a couple of mistakes happen back-to-back, they can kind of compound and snowball a little bit. So I'd like to see from a Kansas perspective him establish rhythm early, uh, show that, hey, he can hang with Dylan Gabriel, drive for drive, snap for snap, pass for pass. Obviously, they've got to do a good job on the run game. You've got a nice stable of running backs back there, and we can't see Kansas get gashed up the gut like that. But to me, it's about a fast start, winning the turnover battle, Stay away from the self-inflicted wounds that, that almost got KU beat at Nevada early in the year, and you sure as heck don't have that margin for error against a team as good as Oklahoma. So not that it has to be a completely clean game, but, but obviously take care of as much of your own business as you can and, and don't give a really good football team any extra help. If they do that, the Jayhawks feel like, personnel-wise, it, they can match up. And, and they don't have as many five- and four-star guys as your roster will trot out there, but... They've got a team in a locker room with a full of a ton of belief after what they've accomplished the last season and a half, and they are a different team at home, to be clear. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see what that all looks like from Saturday. I don't want you to sacrifice any of your journalistic integrity, but if there's any way to get uh, an autograph from Jason Bean, my co-host TJ Perry is a big Bean guy. In fact, his whole family is a big Bean family. So that would be very much appreciated. It's yeah. created by one Toby Rowland that no, we, we really appreciate more than Just we do at our house. Sac- so don't on. sacrifice your integrity, but if you have the opportunity to get TJ a bean autograph, that would be fantastic. You know, he's got several NIL endorsement deals, one with a coffee company, you know, Coffee Beans. Uh, so, so I'll have to be creative Perfect. with what it is I have him sign. Perfect. But, but yeah, okay. there's a lot of reasons to love this kid. He's one of the fastest quarterbacks I've ever seen. I agree. Great hair. He's got the Troy Palomalu. He could do shampoo commercials. Uh, there's, there's a lot to like about Jason Bean. He's got style. He's got flash. And to me, he's one of my favorite kids because, you know, when everybody counts him out, he just keeps on grinding and, and ends up coming up with more times than not winning performances. And so I don't blame you for being a super fan. I'll see yep, if I can get to work guy. on that before Saturday. Haney, you're the best. I'll see you up there on Saturday, bud. See you guys. Take care. Have a All good right, one. Brian Appreciate Haney. There you go. Teach, sounds like there's a chance. <laughs> You're such an idiot, man. Sounds are, like there's a chance. You are an idiot. A couple of things uh, from the interview. One, um, I didn't know they called it waving the weed up there. Maybe I should have. That means back-to-back weeks we're going against waving weed waivers. Weed waivers, yeah. Yeah. Number two, he said, our defense doesn't have to be great. They've just got to be pretty good because our offense is so good. Does that sound familiar? 
That does sound oh, familiar. Yeah. That gave me some nauseous flashbacks. <laughs> and number three, I've just kind of been under the assumption rain works to Kansas's advantage. Maybe you even said that. I thought it did too. He said a slick track could hurt the creativity of the Kansas offense. All right. Worth considering. We'll take a break. 8.35 in the morning. T-Row in the morning show rolls on right after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, man. Welcome back. Toby and TJ with you. I, I mean, I don't know if this is accurate. It's on the Internet, so it says Drake runs a four five five forty, and Wes Welker ran a four six five forty. Again, I'm sure Wes's is his 40 time from the combine. I don't know where they got the Drake. It's a sport. It's on Sports Illustrated, though. So for whatever that's worth, I mean, this says Drake is faster than Wes. Faster, bigger. I don't. Stronger, I don't know how. Well, I don't think you've got to be blazing speed to play that position. I think you've got to be fast. Don't get me wrong, but you're not running fly patterns in the slot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's got all the intangibles. He catches everything. Tough as nails. Knows football inside out. I'd want him on my team. You want a guy like that on your team. Uh, we got some texts here earlier. I know I was looking through one of them. Uh, actually, Sean sent and said, if he gets into a system like New England, he'll be highly successful. And a lot of it would Ugh. depend on the system. I know you don't want to hear that. Ugh. It doesn't have to be New England, but uh, someone right, that knows though. how to use him properly. But Drake's What's the type another of guy that example? Does... Give me somebody else. Um, Miami. He's not flashy enough for Miami. No. Pittsburgh, unfortunately, would be a good answer. Although their quarterback is not ideal right now. He's a dude that's willing to do but whatever to make his team successful. That's why people he'll be, are going he'll to He'll end up at Cleveland or Pittsburgh, and he'll be right in the shadow. He'll live in Youngstown. Right. I hope so. Green Bay? He's definitely fits the profile of that fan base, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What else you got for me? Uh, let's see here. Toby, any food slash drink recommendations in Lawrence? Hearing Papa Kino's for pizza, free, st- uh, free State Brewing. Is there a can't miss? So Free State Brewing is kind of the hangout place. Um, I've never been there, but I've never really found a great go-to, like when I go to Lawrence, this is where I've got to eat place. Um, When we, like football stays in Kansas City, so we won't even be in Lawrence other than the football game. But for basketball and baseball, um, you know, even like a breakfast joint, I've never really found a great, I love this place every time I go to Lawrence. So unfortunately, no, I'm not much help to you. On this one, I I think pretty much every other Big 12 city I could help you, but I bet some of our listeners have some recommendations for you. 
Uh, Drake to the Niners, Broncos, Rams. Those are the three coming up here. Um, Rams is a great suggestion. Niners, I could see that. Broncos are in a bit of disarray right now. but If Drake doesn't go to the NFL for some reason, I know one coach on a certain XFL team that would take him. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he wants to do and doesn't want to do. I don't want to assume just because his dad was a coach he wants to be a coach, but he'd be a great coach if that's what he wanted to do. I've just never thought of him as an NFL football player. Like, it was always like, look at Drake. He's getting some playing time. Right, yeah. yeah. And then this year it was like, or it may be last year, like, I mean, he's not just, like, he's a legitimate weapon. And now I'm like, why can't he do that in the next level? Like, why, there's no reason he can't do what he's doing at OU at the next level. I don't think. Maybe somebody else out there can. Maybe Teddy disagrees or somebody who knows the NFL better than me. But man. Did you get uh, Kevin from Kansas here on the text line? Did you get him? Uh, I think he tweeted us, too. Did you get him taken care of on the King of the Mountain? The fig farmer? The fig farmer, Kevin from Kansas. No, it's like I don't have Seattle him. I still last no pick from him. Yeah. Did he get it in time? Uh, 6.20 a.m., yeah, he did. I saw you uh, arguing with someone on I wasn't uh, arguing. Twitter I machine. was simply stating facts that you put him back in, and I said he's not back in. He's sent outside of the time window. Who was that, by the way? Uh, some guy. Some guy on Twitter. It sounds like you might have a shot at the Jason Bean autograph, by the way. <laughs> You could I put think that he, with your... I think he took that as as I was a Jason Bean fan. Sure. Yeah. Um. You could put it. You, we got you a Dave Aranda I'll autograph. Put it, I would put it right next to it. A, a box of uh, bean coffee, um, autographed bag of bean coffee or something. Sure, I would put it right next to my Dave Aranda. JMO down at Baylor got you the autographed eight by ten glossy of Dave Aranda. <laughs> right. If we can get you the Jason Bean autograph, put it right next to that, and then we just have to start working on uh, Marvin Harrison next. Hmm. Don't know that I need that either. I just simply said he should be higher up in the Heisman odds, but you've now made me a giant Marvin Harrison Jr. fan, which yeah. I don't like his dad at all. So Big Ohio State guy. Uh, Drake to the Colts all day long. This one says, uh, Stoops reminds me more of like a Cole Beasley. Yeah, tough dude. Okay, okay. Buffalo would be well, a fit he, for him, uh, yeah. He, he, oh, Buffalo would be great yeah. for Drake. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how big's Cole Beasley? Uh, I think he was 5'2", 112 pounds. <laughs> I think I have that right. 5'8". He was one Drake's of the scrappy dudes that would do a lot of stuff. He would fight Drake's for 5'10". you. Yeah. So, but I, I, I like that comparison, Cole Beasley. Uh, I guarantee you Cole Beasley's not faster. I mean, he's fast. I get it, but I don't know. Yeah, why can't he be Cole Beasley? Shark says, Johnny Sweats is a good sports bar for the guy that was asking. Um, when in Lawrence, years ago, we asked a clerk at the university bookstore for restaurant recommendations. She was struggling to just pick one. So we asked where Mark Mangino likes to eat, and she said, oh, well, Mark likes to eat everywhere. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> so when I when we stay in uh, uh, Lawrence, we always stay at the Oread, almost always. Super cool hotel. Maybe fancy. my favorite hotel. Are you staying in... at the Oread tonight? Oh, yes, I am. I'll see you down in the lobby for drinks. 
it overlooks the football stadium. It is an old factory, I think, that they've turned into a hotel, and it is very cool. It's the one I've told you before. It's got a nightclub on the top floor, and if you are staying, I think it's within five floors of the top. They they have uh, earplugs in the room that they give you to help you sleep. But there are restaurants in the basement of the Oread. There's a very good pizza place. There's a sandwich shop. So I always just eat at the Oread. I never get out and about Look, if, in Lawrence. If your hotel requires me to wear uh, earplugs to stay in your room, I'm not staying at your hotel. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not as hip as I am, but I get that from your perspective. Uh, last one here. Uh, Kevin, the fig farmer, says uh, the Lawrence Brew Company has the best burgers, two locations, but he prefers the west side location. All right, there you go. Break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up a Wednesday show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Final segment, crossover time. We welcome in now at Plank Show. We'll be headed bright and early Friday morning. That's right. North. By the way, uh, tomorrow I'll be at Brown O'Haver. Then Friday uh, we will be doing the show at least partially on the road. Right. And I think the entire Plank Show on the road. That's right. Headed to Lawrence. Missing out. It's always a good time. uh, Josh is uh, sliding into the Riverwind Casino role on Friday, just like that, just like TJ did. And um, you and I will be road tripping. They couldn't see that, Chris. They couldn't Uh, see it. But I'm telling you, it was smooth. Sliding smoothly, yes. It was smooth, Toby. I think my favorite – well, listen, I am – I'm definitely one of the biggest fans of the T-Row in the morning show with TJ. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. I listen every single day. But I'll tell you what, I think one of my favorite things that I get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at is how many strays are caught for people trying to either get their picks in late or defending themselves on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It is – it's just art is really what it is. It'll be 11 a.m. on Friday, and someone mm-hmm. will try to send something in, and then TJ will have to get in there and be like, too late. And then all of a sudden it becomes a, well, I'm never listening again. My uncle is Steve Owens. You'll never, you know, it's just, it's hilarious how, how much is the bounce, the bouncer. Of Forgive me for having a job. Sorry, I, I have a lot. In. I have a family. <laughs> and then I, it, it got so bad and it's got so bad in the past. And I'm not even lying. I had people that would come up to me and be like, hey, can you talk to TJ about how that close that was to getting that pick in or, or why is he why is he like that? I'm like, there's rules, bro. There's rules. That's right. This isn't numb. Over the line. So I just wanted to make sure that I pointed out to all of the uh, diehard T Row in the morning show listeners with TJ Perry just how fun it is the behind the scenes back and forth, battling Toby Rowland, battling just for their spot to stay in King of the Mountain. It's a contest that has 
outgrown the ability for us to contain it. <laughs> it needs to be the last year we do it, barring no. some sort of a technological advancement. And we are losing friends and listeners over right. it at this point. I, I will say it's just too controversial. The thing but is, Dad Gummit is fun. Everybody the, loves it, man. There's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way, right? I mean, you guys don't understand. There is a Microsoft Word, or I don't know what you use, Toby. An Excel spreadsheet. That's how this thing is tracked. Oh, this- it's advanced to that. <laughs> I used to keep it all by hand, and <laughs> the last two or three years, I've started typing it in. No, I mean, we, I'm sure there's an easier way to do it, but we've got to make uh, T-shirts of cute things that they say in the afternoon so we don't have time to uh, get a computer program yeah. or anything. Hey, but. and also, I meant to mention this. I just wanted to uh, – I, I don't get to always watch the coaches show with uh, with Dino. You did a fantastic job on that. I made it a point to listen where if that happened, um, I won't be clueless <laughs> and be like, I don't, I don't know if I've watched that show since Coach Stoops did it. I don't know how different it is. And you allowed me to to slide in. You had the faith in me to finish on the radio network, so that meant a lot. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. But I but I also didn't realize everything you have to deal with during the post game show. There's a lot going on, T. Row, that you didn't warn me about. There's a whole stats mm-hmm. show that's going on around the post game show. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew's having a meal. You know, Teddy's right. great. Drake's like grinding up there. But there's a lot going on during. I never knew this before. I never With experienced stats that. Handing you cards that he wanted you to read. Staff about. didn't hand me anything. It was like as soon as you left, he was done. I didn't Stuff even have a. Day. I didn't have a stat sheet in front of me. I'm kind of looking around and I'm like, well, I guess I'll use my phone. Uh, but there's like the stats show. I mean, it's it's big. I don't know how you do it week in and week out, T. Rowe, and stay as focused Thank as you, you for do. Appreciate, Thank so you for I appreciate how you. difficult my job is. Wow. I appreciate that. That's yeah. the guy that does fourteen national shows a day and keeps up with that schedule. Well, I mean, listen, there is. It's kind of simple to just say something stupid and have people react to it. To be honest with you, <laughs> but to have to coordinate that and get all the numbers right. I mean, I was just chef's kiss, Toby. You're incredible at it, man. So kudos. Get out of here. Thank you very much. We'll take, uh, well, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Uh, Chris Plank coming up next, everyone. Want to thank Brian Haney for joining us today. You find folks for listening as well. We'll do it again tomorrow, live from Brown O'Haver. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.